Get yourself a drink and, and lower down your lights, dim them down. <laughs> I mean, whatever you gotta do, make it a little dim and sexy. You know, right. you gotta get a knife. You gotta get some scissors or a pair of knives. You gotta get a yeah, knife. We don't oh. do cut the shit either. So we have two things to do. For so give us the listeners a knife, no joke, listener, or razor blade. I don't, I don't have none of that shit where I'm at right now. Because you in the group home. Oh, that's all. Oh, yeah. They're they on law weapons in here. No. <laughs> My man in the, in the halfway house. <laughs> I don't even know. And also get yourself a pair of scissors or a knife or, a or whatever a you want to cut some shit with. And you in that group home, you got a razor blade. Look, I got, 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 I gotten their drinks, dimmed their lights. This is now the adult hour of the real shit, no joke radio show. I didn't dim my lights because I don't have another bulb and this is on his last leg. That's all right. Well, you can just throw a uh, shirt over it. <laughs> 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 shirt you know, over hey, it. look, I already had this going already. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I already had this going. I already had this going on all day. This is what I play with. You feel me? So you've been adult all day? I'm, I'm, a grown, I'm a grown ass. This has been helping my spirits out right here. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that, that's that essential candle, them essential oil yeah. candles. Yeah, that's one of those candles from um uh this shit from home bath and body work. Something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's called champagne toast. Oh, you Ooh. getting drunk in therapy. Yeah. Oh, that's a twofer right there. <laughs> We are now ready for the adult hour. Jay Monet has some questions that she would like to bring to your attention and get a little bit out of you, whether it's hard. We don't know. You let us know if it's too hard for you. But she got some adult questions. Don't you, Jay Monet. Now you can properly tell them the question you had to ask. All right, see, I thought we was going to do the adult hour, but Nicole and brought up to cut this shit. So oh. we're going to do adult hour. Well, However, we do got to do cut the shit. Yeah, so guys, we have shit. a segment that we do in the show and it's called cut the shit. So anything that's going on in your life, around you, about you, that you just need to be honest and cut the shit about is your time to uh, vent it and let it go. And then we're going to get into the adult hour. So what I want y'all guys to think about for the adult hour is, have you had a sexual escapade that has led you to write a joke? So okay, y'all think got, about that. We all got ADHD. We got to do one thing at a time. All of us got ADHD. Because we just too... <laughs> I'm, I'm a very orderly person. I'm a Capricorn. I don't really know what to tell You're you. Capricorn. This is true. This is true. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you, but okay. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get in the cut the shit since Nikki brought those scissors up first. Nick, won't you go ahead and cut that shit? I want to cut the shit on motherfuckers who miss 
they missed some some part of their responsibility because we're human. So I, I just bought a house. So the title lady forgot to have me sign a form. You know, you sign all your fucking life away when you sign up right. for this house. It's some forms that she did. She forgot to have me sign. So now she going through hell trying to get in touch with me to, to sign this shit. And now you want my time, right? Oh. Your urgency is stressing me out and I can't let you stress me out. And I'm called cut the shit. Cut, Ooh, the cut the shit. So she needs to be more cut it. Hold it oh, oh, oh. Cut the shit, bitch. Ooh. Cut it. Cut it off. I'm in my counseling session and she calls me five times back to back like we fucking. I'm like, lady, you fucking <laughs> my counseling session, bro. <laughs> so I can get me something you fucking with my counseling session so I can clear up these issues and shit. And you fucking with me. Curse her ass out. So cut the shit. Tell her cut this shit. Cut that if shit, you make a mistake on your shit, that's on you. You gotta be patient with the other party now. You yeah. can't just, you know what I mean? So cut yeah. the shit. Cut, cut the, the shit. shit. Cut the shit. Oh, right. I don't, can I go next? You want to cut? Hmm. I want to tell Ice T to cut the shit. <laughs> that car shield is bullshit, motherfucker. I don't know how many y'all got cars. I know they're gonna break down. Watch <laughs> make sure you covered. Before you know, and I got you the shield. The shield is shit. Let me just tell you, all the shield do is shoot your ass from shot to shot. That's all the shield do. It shoot you from car to car, from customer service rep to poof. Please hold for your next customer service shithead, because that's all it is. It's a bunch of shitty shit, shit, shit. Not car oh, shield, damn. car shit. Cut the oh, shit. shit. It's not a real house. <laughs> nobody accepts it. And nobody even respects you or your gangsta anymore, you cop rapper. Oh, shit. Damn, I see that. Yeah. Damn, damn. Damn. Cut the shit. Just cut the shit. It's not real. Whoever's out there, do not get car shield. This show does not support car shield. It's a commercial. Because car shield is fake as shit. Y'all remember that commercial back in the day before the general? It was that duck. Right. Aflac. Aflac. Not no. That's a good one. No, it was. Okay, Aflac is good. I see no. his ugly duckling. Ugly duckling. Insurance. Yes. Don't get his. In, no. It don't work. And they, it don't get it people of color. They so cut the shit on real. shit that ain't real. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. <laughs> Chayune. I heard Ice Cube was doing a uh, like a court show too coming up. What he don't play? Well, he ain't gonna cut his money. How about that? He not gonna cut his damn money. He ain't cutting shit. He like I'm still here. Then he gonna say cheers to you while you on the dot. Cheers, bitch. Cut your shit. I'm getting money. That's what my premiums going, huh? Okay. All right. What shit do you want to cut? Hey, look. Uh, well, that's funny. What part do you want to cut? Is that what you just said? <laughs> I said, what shit do you want to cut, sir? Oh, I thought you were talking about her. What part you want to cut off iced tea? I didn't know that. We're not going to support that at all. No, not at all. I almost thought you said that. All right, so that's the weed I just smoked. So check it out. I'm going <laughs> to uh, say all these ex-athletes, basketball players, and Ocho Cinco has in a Y'all stop, y'all stop boxing. Y'all get, get knocked out and beat up and ashamed in y'all later years of life. Cut the whole, cut the whole horse shit. Y'all on some bullshit. I don't want to see. 
I don't want to see Shaquille O'Neal get knocked out by a little ass nigga because I'm telling you, if you think he can box, he's going to get beat up. I don't yep. want to see nobody <laughs> boxing oh that was one of my, like, you know, legends, athletic legends. Because y'all not boxers. <laughs> boxers know how to actually fight. They know how to really do it. They know how to, you know what I'm saying? They, they, that's what they do. They're trained to do that. You know what it's like? You know what it's like? It's like somebody that's, think, that's funny around their family trying to get on stage and do comedy. And, and be common. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to say it's just because your family be kicking you up like, man, you can do that. <laughs> Especially your grandmother. They're like, man, you should have been a comedian. Oh, uh, man, then they get up there, dog, and they they bomb, they, they fall yeah, hard. They bomb so bad. That, uh, what, you know when they bomb them, when they were like, oh, uh, what else I'm going to talk about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now everybody's just looking at you because you're not a comedian. That's oh, a, my God. That's there's, so a certain, there's a certain... There's so a we certain cut the We cut the shit savvy that most comics have in the, mm -hmm. in the stage presence. You know what I'm saying? So it's a different, just like a boxer. When a boxer's in the ring, he knows how to maneuver. You know what I'm mm. saying? And he knows how to fight. So you can't get in a ring with a real boxer. I don't care if you think you're athletic or not. So mm -hmm. cut the shit. Matter of fact, cut the shit. screw the shit. Screw all that shit. <laughs> oh, that's all shit. I got. All I know scissors, but screw you shit. Yeah, on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. We cut the shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's, it's all I'm right with Howie and, and just <laughs> I'm right with Howie on all of that. Cut the <laughs> shit with that. I got nothing else. To just cut the bad energy around me. But <laughs> Howie is on the money with that Because <laughs> I wanted to say the same shit. I, I'm like, yo, every time I watch boxing, I'm not even watching a boxer. I'm watching I, we might as well get celebrity death match back up. Like. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here for that. Thank you. Oh my God, yeah. yes. Yo, Marcus, you made a good point. I have, I have felt out of love with sports. It's so commercialized. It's so it's commercialized. Like you wake up and two white boys though. that made it big on YouTube, yeah. and all of a sudden these niggas is the biggest boxers and yeah. talking about, oh, I live my dream. Well, how about I go live my dream tomorrow and open up a Kevin Hart? <laughs> right. Kevin, like, all I want to do is say hello. I'm Marcus Banks. Follow me on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> Man, the last time I had a favorite sports uh, team or play was the fucking Bad Boys of Detroit, 89, 90. I just, I, yo, this shit is so bad since since like the last 20 years. Like, I wasn't like the last I ain't gonna probably be. I've been watching the NBA playoffs lately. And it is kind of like, kind of like watered down because yeah. the other day I seen someone, I forgot who it was, went up for a little layup and it was a little Detroit foul. Best. And, and, the, and the ref came and it was like flagrant too. I'm like, he didn't even touch him. Like, come oh. on. Let him play. Like, street Cut ball ain't no shit, damn ball. They let, me, they let me sneak this in prison. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in your group home. In your group home. In your, your group home. home. Right. <laughs> so what? Let me find out you so was hanging well. with Bill Lambeer. <laughs> oh, no do bars and shit. You know all that. All that. Isaiah Thomas, Vinny the Microwave. And, and look, I'm so old. Check this look out. Look at his old ass. He's hey, look, I'm him. so old. John, hey, John Sally came to speak at our high school. <laughs> wow. When I was in the 12th grade, brother. I, 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 oh, you know what I'm talking about? That, that's how wow. old I am. You know what I'm saying? But I remember looking at him like, wow. 
Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, John Sally had shoes out called the Spider Sally's. Yes, he did. <laughs> I yeah, remember them. Yeah, them shoes out. They, niggas don't remember the Spider Sally's. Those are rock right now. Because everybody into the retro. And you kill the game right now. You call some Spider Sally's. Y'all about to make me move. Yo, that's so <laughs> good. Y'all about to make me get on, on, on eBay, baby. Oh, God, me some Spider Sally's out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That. But hey, I'm I'm an okay. old school, man. I'm old school, but I'm so young at heart, and I got so much energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a cute. I'm still with the bros all the time. I'm still in the grass. I'm still wrecking. So, you know, I'm still hopping. Well, that's just that's just being that's just being black, though. We still, we I'm we don't be our age. Hey, come on now. I'm still saying the shit. I'm doing all kind of shit with the bros. I'm still kicking it right now. I'm I'm still with my hang out with my kids. I'm taking nice. places. I'm going. You know, me and my wife. We be doing shit. We be dancing and shit. You can do all shit, that, you and your wife. Energy, you know what I'm saying? So, all that good energy keeps good energy. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now we yeah. having our bad moments. Too. We have our bad moments too, but me and my wife, we, we like to have fun. We've been having What's fun. What's the sign? What's the sign, Bill? My wife is born he don't July know her 30th. birthday. July 30th. So Leo, 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 Leo. Leo! July 30th? Yeah. Yeah, Leo. She's a Leo. Leo's in the house. That's Leo. Yes, I'm Leo. July thirtieth. I'm, 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 I'm a Scorpio. That's fire, fire and water sign. Ooh, interesting. I, I, I'm telling you, yeah, you're right. That's fire. <laughs> fire well, and so desire. I want to know. You're right. Back to Jay's question because that's a perfect segue. I'm all into the segues. Not the police officer saying fire and water is more of a and as a comedian. Segue. I'm not good with segues, as you can tell. Well, I mean, I'm trying, but you know, because Jay's questioning and the way he was talking about him, and they do things, and they and they and they do things. I'm like, <laughs> well, do things. Well, Jay, what what kind of things you were trying to ask him? Do he do in reference to you know escapades and stuff and such? Well, again, the question is, have you written a joke? Based upon a sexual escapade you may have had. Every comedian has. I don't give a fuck who you are. All right, so then share it. I have You could be the clean you could you could be a clean comic that does goddamn churches all day. You done wrote a sex joke. Well, you know, one of one of the jokes I came up with is that I come quick. So, you know, and that's a real thing about me. I'm really a you know, I'm fast. At least the first one. I'm the nigga, that's crazy. <laughs> so wow. I'm saying I'm, I'm a premature ejaculator. You know what I'm saying? That's what that, you know, that's that's my style. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do I'm gonna hit one out first. Bye. You know what I'm saying? And then we can keep it going. You know what I'm saying? And now get so I wrote a, a joke about that. You know what I'm saying? About so did that become popular with Bernie Mac saying and it became more comfortable, or were you already there prior to Bernie? I was probably already there prior to Bernie saying I didn't even remember him saying that. So that's, that's okay. how, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was on that's always on me. You know, I like so, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't. I, so I, I don't when you first thought ever. about saying it, was it funny to you or was it embarrassing? Was it like a? Because normally it's vulnerability. So were you you felt vulnerable when you said it or? No, nah, I felt like I was being comical. Okay. Yeah, and, and I was sharing, you know, something about me that was real, and you know, because most of my jokes are something that really happened. Like I don't even really have a lot of jokes that, that just made up. I got a few. You know what I'm saying? But I, all the shits that I come up with come uh, originated or, or, you know, that right. is from something that's real. You know what I'm saying? That happened to me. All right. So wait. So before all we go to Marcus, before we go to Marcus, I'm going to ask you, when you was telling this joke, when you first started, were you in a relationship at the time or no? Yeah. 
Oh, all right, I'm so you already had somebody in, at home. Because if not, you may not want to get nobody at home. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe this is a, a bad thing, too, about me. But all of my life, I ain't going to wear all, all of my life. Ever since I started liking women or girls at that time, and then to women, you know, you know, young ladies to women, however you want to call it, I have always had somebody in my life. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if that's good or bad is what I'm saying. I was so going to ask you. Like, it could be a bad thing, you know, you know what I'm saying? But I, you married, so it's a good thing. You know? if, yeah, if, well, you still, about, if you were still living like that, then it's a bad thing. No, I'm saying, no, no, not, no, no, not, not just cheating. I have a multiple women. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I've always had um, some kind of woman at, at all, ever since I went, got through puberty and I like girls. That's what I'm saying. I, I've always, I've never been lonely, like in a sense of, I've been lonely with somebody though. But now I've the question is, do you feel as though you could be alone because you've always had someone? That's, that's what I'm saying, I don't know. That, that, that might be a fear of mine, you know, cause I've always been with somebody. I uh -huh. ain't been by myself out of a relationship and I can't even remember. You know what I'm saying? I've <laughs> always been down, clank, clank. I'm talking about just hey, even when I had more than one girl at one time. You know what I'm so saying? You, even when I was playing the field, I've always had somebody. Or so, even if I was being faithful right. to that person, I've always just had somebody. Like, I think so it sounds like what you're saying is you, you never had a break you were from relationships. I ain't never really had no break. I can't remember my last break. And that's a good and bad thing. I see what you're saying. You that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I, my last break probably was like 10th grade or some, something. <laughs> like for five days and shit. Yeah, yeah. something weird. You know, they thought I was longer than that. Like, you know, <laughs> but I had, you know, I was kind of <laughs> off and on in high school. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, when you were in high school, you're not getting no pussy. Like, you know. I, I was, but I was always with a, I wasn't like, well, let me put it like this. I wasn't sexually active all the time as an adult because you were in high school. So you don't have your own crib, you don't have you, I mean, you sneaking and doing stuff. So yeah. You ain't got enough game to get the pussy yet. Yeah, it's all kinds. Of, nah, you're not really game, but you had to be in a relationship. Like, see, I went to high school in the 80s. So that's back when you like had to have a girlfriend. Mm. And, and if you had a girlfriend, you may not have sex. Like, that may not have been on the plate. You may just kiss for hours. You know what I'm saying? But you would that that but having intercourse wasn't necessarily a big thing back then. Until you got it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that makes sense. You know what I'm that saying? Like, it does. We all four. We was more, and I hate to say this, y'all. We was more in love. Yes, like, yes, we were. We love, we love the people we was with. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the girls, like when we was young, we bought them stuff and gifts without even getting nothing or had nothing in, in exchange. It wasn't. I was just back. You just wanted to be the girlfriend. Let me kiss you. Let me hold your hand. Let me take yeah, you. Yeah. Let me take you on this hayride. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, mm -hmm. let me just go to the movies. You know, like, it was more of that. Let's hang out at the mall. Like, mm -hmm. It was more of that back then. You know what I'm saying? So it was, and then you couldn't really go nowhere to have sex. So you just kissed and held hands for hours. And you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, freaked on each other. You freaked on each other and shit. You know what I'm saying? But you really, that was the most you got back then. Mm -hmm. and I'm, <laughs> but now they are literally giving head in the hallway to school. Man, more you know, than so it's a whole different dynamic right now. They're not actually giving head in the hallways because everyone's home on Zoom. So they're giving head in the hallways of the house. They're having sex on Zoom. Yeah, well, you see that? Well. Having, thank you. They're having sex on what is that called? Only fans. Well. Ain't no, no hallways. It's only fans now. You, they, right. No, they, you ain't. Well, yeah. I'm talking about the middle school. 
right now. And my, my daughter is in middle school. I can tell you, hey, great. They, they having sex in the gym. They having sex in the, in the like, the little corridors, like the steps. Oh, well, they're not as advanced yet. Okay. They doing, yeah, they kids. But they, we wasn't, we, it was rare. It'd be like one or two people would do that shit back then. Now it's like, that's the norm. They go to a girl mm -hmm. around the, you know, in the hallway. Even having sex, even I'm having sex with teachers now, it's like the honest. new norm. That's like the day when I was there. Bobby, wait a minute, Mark. I said the new norm, even you can have sex with your teacher. I'd be like, what school is this? I want to have sex with a couple of my teachers. It's a whole different world, man. All right, so Marcus, what's your joke? What did you come up with from your sexual escapade? Oh, the difference of having sex with a cool man and a young girl? Okay. Should a young girl, they don't do shit. They just want to lay there. You got to wait till the grandmother go to the laundry room so you can get out. A grown woman, your, your, your clothes will be washed, folded. Make sure you got home. Make sure she put gas in your car. You feel complete. <laughs> you start walking past women when you come out. You you come out her building. They're like, how you doing today? Wonderful. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you come out of young girl's house like, yo, where you coming from? That bitch Tosh on the fourth floor. Like, <laughs> 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 or her grandmother still be tripping. I don't know. I seen the bitch Bible on the counter. Like, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wonderful and amazing versus all oh, that bitch Joan. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. A grown woman wow. gonna make sure, man. And grown women, they don't want too much of you. Most of the grown women that I've entertained. You know, been married, don't want to be married again. They just want to have a little bit of fun. They've been married for 20 plus years. Now, these are like the, the younger years that they want to get back. They have a good time. Shit, I had one that used to make me set up an appointment to come see her. I'm like, no, fuck. You ain't that busy, bitch. You ain't coming on her regular time. You ain't that busy, bitch. Talking about, I don't do pop ups. Well, bitch, the same goes for you. <laughs> don't pop up I, I, at a show. I'm going to be honest with you, young brother. And she probably did have a schedule. Look at him, man. She said she, she, she was just using you for the dick, bro. Like, just, that's all she wanted. So she had to put you on a schedule. Nigga, you weren't gonna be part of her life life. You was yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? You're sexual, that's just she was a toy. You're a toy. A sexual toy. toy that I was getting paid. I felt like I was a jiggler. It'd be time. Yeah, she was like, oh, oh you when's your next show? Oh, you need a plane ticket? Yeah. yeah it was like, yeah, she's like, I'd do something for you and hang out yeah. with you. Yeah. And she wasn't want you a part of her real timeline. He's at the top. Our insurance paid six months in advance when I was yeah. I go find that's one chick I missed. Y'all be seeing on Instagram now. She all happy and shit. I wanted to be like, bitch, he don't mean nothing to you. <laughs> like, bitch, you ain't that happy. You lying. He said, I see a bitch all happy and shit. So that was that was another Aww. question. How often do you use jokes to get back at people? Mm. That's funny. Me? Uh, all the time. All of us. I, I talk about my mom. I talk about my dad. My dad know he was a deadbeat. I'd be killing that nigga on stage. So <laughs> did he be upset? Or like the first time he heard it, was he upset? First time my dad heard it was at a, um, was at a show in Atlanta. I was at a show mm -hmm. in Atlanta. He came. And this is when I first found out, like, my dad was legally blind. So he was like, hey, good show, man. He was like, but that joke at the end about me, like you really feel that way? I was like, yeah, nigga, like, <laughs> like we cool, like, but 
that's you. <laughs> but it right happened, there. nigga. It happened. Right? Like, nigga, he was a liar. If I asked my dad right now, yo, what color is this guy? He's like, purple. I promise you. It, it turns purple. Like, uh, I went to school for, for this, for astrology. I promise you. Man, you've been a mechanic all your life. You've been a mechanic all your life. <laughs> yeah, I talk about my whole family, then talk about myself a lot. And then, you know, sometimes I'll be talking about myself. I'll be forgetting. Because I be getting off stage. One girl, one time, when I was just in Cleveland, she was like, you were talking about yourself, weren't you? Like, nah. So I was like, oh, shit, I really was, though. <laughs> wow. 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 So, Howie, how about you? Uh, I never really use a joke to get back at somebody. Um, but definitely like Marcus, I've talked about people, of course, family, friends, all kinds of people. You know, maybe they, maybe they think we're trying to get back to the back. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> to me, it's just right. kind of or, or funny experiences. I ain't trying to get you back, but yeah. I'm a dig in your, I'm a dig in your ass while I'm up here. Though. You know what I'm okay. saying? But yeah, I mean, but I'm not. Oh, my to- uncle hates me. He hates me with with vengeance, like <laughs> true Jamaican, like Rasta, like full blown bit down here. And one time, you know, we I was at the Domino's table. You know, if you're Jamaican, the culture, we play Domino's Saturday. You got soup, you got beers. You know, the whole shebang with your family. So I'm over there, and everyone got a beer. And my uncle was like, him not getting no beer. Him eat pussy. Him not get. I'm like, okay, nigga. Like, I eat pussy. Like, and he came to the show, and I said it. He's like, you know, I have to tell everybody, me not eat pussy. I was like, you tell us all the time. Like, <laughs> But it's in a can. Why is no problem? It's in a can. It's metal. Yo, he didn't want me to have not one beer. He want that shit being dumped in his recycling. Nothing. Like him not getting a beer. Him gonna buy his own beer. Him buy. I'm like, damn, bro, you serious? Wow. You take that shit serious, huh? He took it serious, yo. So, so my question is: Have either of you, whoever wants to answer first? wrote a joke that was sexual in nature and someone thought that you wrote it about them and called you on it like, hey, I know that joke was about you. Be like, um, no. Hmm. It's not about you, son. Nobody even think nah, about you. I can't. I don't, I don't think. Uh, even when I was with my ex and we were, and there was a lot of jokes that I said, but then, you know, I never, I don't think, it probably went over a head. It wasn't really about her. It just was like okay. um, making a bunch of experience together and just throwing mm-hmm. it out there like, Probably one time my girl, she was like, were you talking about me or you really fucked another bitch? And I'm like, bitch, I was with you on Thursday. You know, what are you talking about? You know, they're like, uh, I'm like, y'all fucking this bitch Thursday. She over there thinking hard and shit. Like, we were together. It was a thunderstorm. We, we watched movies all night. Who else was I fucking besides you? <laughs> no, that was good. And you get into an argument. So if you haven't, okay, Holly, from you. If you haven't had that, have you gotten an argument because of a joke? Oh, yeah, definitely getting an argument because of a joke. With all kind of people, not just a female. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, people have really been like, man, why you say that about me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, you know, because I went, like I said, on stage, fresh off something. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, let me tell you what this nigga just said. <laughs> so I've had, I've had people uh, definitely approach me like, man, man, you have to... You know what I'm saying? What's up? Bro? I give one example about how we, I was, this is when I was living in LA, Hollywood Improv, Monday, D. Ray Davis room. Everybody know that, that room could, you can either be a grand champ or it's one of them shits you be like, oh, my shit is over. And I don't know, the, I don't know what comedian went up, but it was, it, it, 
it was fairly decent, but the crowd wasn't. And how he got up there was like, well, y'all ain't gonna run me over like that, mom. Like, and I'm over there like, ooh, shit. And the guy's just standing there, and you know when you want to laugh, but on the inside, he's like, he's like, damn, yo, this motherfucker got my number tonight. And all I see is it, and I'm standing right in the doorway, and he's like, hmm. I'm like, yeah. And I'm over there, he's like, yo, you know him? I'm like, man, it's Harry Bell, nigga, Detroit's finest. Nigga, you can't get no better than that. He was like, yeah, man, I should have came a little stronger. I was like, I was like, you ain't read the list of who was going? You let this nigga get hot tonight. Hello. And he just finished smoking. Oh, nigga, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it was a long night, buddy. That's long so night. Fun. I, I, night, I, I vaguely remember. I remember you was there that night doing the improv. But I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know the bit or none of that. But I mean, you know, let be shit be happening. I'm like, hey man, I gotta take real shit on stage. And I'm over there trying to get on stage. <laughs> I just got there. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get on. They like, how we next? And then the headliner. I'm like, yeah. And I already knew. I'm like, ah, if you put me before Howie, I'll do it. Uh-huh. But if you put me after, nah. So, and I'm then looking I'm over there. Let's see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> and I see. And then I see, I see like the comedians like, yo, I just spoke to you every. I'm like, bruh, I'll sit this one out. Let how we got this. And I was like, you don't hear the roars? They ain't regular. <laughs> you hear? <laughs> 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 I'm good. Yeah. And the other comedian just sitting there like this. Thank you, thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, yeah. I tell you, I tell a nigga things. Yeah. My cousin trying to do comedy now. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Go back to that rapping shit you was doing. All right. Yeah, it's coming. Right. No joke. Man. I enjoyed you, even though you couldn't catch the beat. You had a couple things that were like, oh shit, he said that. But now you over here you want to talk about comedy. Like, yo, did you watch this special? Bruh, I do comedy 24-7. I do not want to talk to you about this shit. Get a movie here. <laughs> I, need a I need a day. I need a day. Hey, look, hey, hey, Mark, that goes back to, uh, Jay, Monet, that goes back to the uh, the whole thick skin thing we were talking about a little earlier mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. comics having to have thick skin because you can, this can hurt your feelings because we are, people are mean. Comedians are mean. You know? yeah. On stage, we are. Probably the nicest people in the world off stage. But uh, yeah. on, on stage, comedians are can be very mean. And Even certain topics you say. Certain it topics, can, certain people think you talking about them. Yeah, and 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 yeah, people insecure. They think you talking about. Yeah, them. yeah, insecure. You yeah. like, man, I had this big girl be a big girl like you was talking. Yeah, about right, there, like, right there, right like, there. Right. Like, bitch, I don't even know you. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, of course, not now because you definitely have a foundation in comedy, both of you. However, early on. Was it times where, because of someone saying something to you, that you felt like you was going to leave comedy? You was going to walk away? No, I ain't walking away. I put too much blood, sweat, and tears into this shit. Again, I said not now. You oh, now? Oh, early oh on. before. Early on when I got booed. <laughs> hey, I ain't going no now, now it's like, I, I can't, people can't really, you can't dictate what I'm going to say. Like, I live by that freedom of speech shit. Like I don't, I don't care about all these new fucking rules that all these right. governors and shit is. I don't give a fuck. You feel what I'm saying? Like I know not to offend the gay community by dropping that f bomb. You feel what I'm saying? But if I'm on stage and I'm talking about my gay uncle, I'm talking about my gay uncle. You're not gonna say, "Oh, you're this, that, and the third. No, I love everybody. There's no color I don't see. The the best color I love is green. That's it. 
So when people be like, oh, you talk about black people, you talk about white people. Because I worked in corporate America, I was in the streets, so I could combine them. Mm, and at right. the end of the day, it's like once I get off stage, it's like, bro, I don't give a I don't give a damn about how you feel. It's like I came to give you laughter, something that can get you through your day. Certain people that have mental health come to comedy shows so they can forget about the real life for the 90 minutes that comedians are on stage. I was in Cleveland the other day. A lady told me she said, It's my birthday week. I didn't know what was gonna happen. My outfit didn't come. Uh, my phone got cut off today. I, you know, I was on the bill with my boyfriend. Just give me a whole life story. You might have thought this lady won the lotto by the way she was laughing, the way she was taking pictures, the way she was taking shots. She even, I had the best yes. time of my life. Uh, Marcus Banks, you're a great listener. And I was just over there kind of drunk too. So I just was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm like, I listened a little bit, but not completely. But if I can make your birthday the best birthday, hey, so be it, Right, yes. I love it. Hey, hey, that's one of the best films in the world. I don't mean to jump topic. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're yes. good. Coming off that stage. Mm. And people approaching you, like Marcus said, mm-hmm. and saying to you things like, this is my first time at a comedy show. I've never been to one in my life. Yeah. And they had to- Or you were great. They had or to, you were they great. Had, yeah, they had to talk <laughs> me into this. They had to convince me. My my brother-in-law brought me out. I didn't know. I didn't want to even come tonight. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the best times I've ever had in my life. Like, I wasn't in a laughing mood. I promise you. I don't even like comedy. I mean, yeah. I didn't heard it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I'm going to say, how often does that happen, that that person come that I don't even like comedy, but at a comedy show? Now, I don't mean to open mic or a bar. I, I mean, maybe, I, maybe I, every I, other weekend, if you do a weekend. For the ticket, but they didn't come to laugh. Let me tell you something. More than what you think. Because yeah. people try to bring their friends. They be like, oh, you don't want to laugh? I'm going to take you to where I be going. So people yeah. be trying to prove something. You know what I'm saying? They like I told I told my I told my my cousin he was gonna be funny. That nigga didn't believe me. All that all that type of stuff. I'm talking about all. Or that. it could be their first time you know seeing you. They become your biggest fan. Like man, you gotta keep me updated. You when you next yeah. shit. Yeah. You be over there like yeah. I told you uh-huh. to like comedy. They be like nah, man, you were funny yo. You yo man. They start talking like Eddie Murphy, like you the next Lenny Bruce, man. Like, <laughs> in the world, though, you think you know better than that. It, it's like a, uh, it's a rush. It's a self-esteem rush. And, and, and it feels good. I can't lie. That's why comedy is one of them great, that's why people stay in it if they can keep doing it, because it feels so good. It really is it, the it, money, it, too, and all that, if you can become successful. But it's people that never make money but still do comedy all their life. Yeah. So it's, it, 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 comedy is just one of them things that make you feel good. I think the best feeling when you're on stage is hearing that first laugh. Once you get that joke out and you get that first laugh, it's like your tunnel vision. All you hear is laugh. Right. This is what I was going to say, though. This is what I was going to say. I'm about to bring it home. I'm going to be done. I'm going to be done. I'm going to bring it home right now. Push on in, bro. That that last that 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 feeling that we're talking about in the same spirit of that, when you get off stage and you start hearing all those comments, the best feeling of them all is the is the club owner, the owner mm. of the club, not the not the promoter, not the people that put it together. You hit the nail. You hit the, when the head when on the nail. Night and it's only you and about six or seven people left at the bar. 
Everybody gone, and the owner come up and say, man, they've been doing this shit for five years, and you the first motherfucker to make me laugh. Yeah. That type of shit. I, that I've heard that a lot of times. Or I'm you get, or you get the card on the side. I'm not trying to sound arrogant. That feeling is probably one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it was just so uplifting, I, and it's not about the arrogance. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. swear. Mm-hmm. I really want to make that clear. Yes, we I really know. want to make it clear. But but it's a good feeling, and and a lot of comics have had this. Yeah, and, and it's just the feeling of you know this is the first time I laughed, and this is a motherfucker owns the brick and mortar. And he said, hey, man, he, you know, whatever you want is on me. Wow. Now, I, done had, I done had owners uh, walk me in the kitchen in New York, in Manhattan. I done did shows with talent in Manhattan. I done blew this motherfucker up so hard. Owners like, man, come back here with me, man. Tell my chef what you want. Yeah. Shit. I'm talking yeah. about the shit that dreams you. That this shit never happens to a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, wow, anything you want, man, anything you want. You know what I'm saying? Give me, I mean, literally. So, I mean, it just was like, I mean, I've had smoke weed back here. You good? Fire that now, for some, for some that may not understand, allow me to try to put this in some kind That's of terms that you can understand. Think about being in your purpose. So, this is a person that is in their purpose. Right. And then someone comes and they're able to receive what this person is doing. So it's like that kind of accolation you cannot even you understand because you're doing something. what you are supposed to do. And then someone receives something good and positive from it. Like, how do you explain that? So we understand the humility in what you're saying. I know I got chills because I understand what you're saying. It's not about the money. It's not about everybody patting you on the back. It's about none of that. First of all, and foremost, it's about you being in your place at that time. So being in the right place at the right time, doing what you're supposed to do. And for someone to receive such positivity from it, it, it blows the roof off a house. Like mm-hmm. you can't contain it. And I do think that it is like a drug and it makes us come back for more and more and more. Yes. And hopefully it sustains us when those nights aren't so good. When you want right. to put your head down. But, but, but that's exactly what it does. Oh, when you got, oh. Bad times, it makes up for everything that you went through. I'm talking about from catching the train to having to walk here to the club. To yeah, yeah, yeah. I was tired. Yeah. I was tired yeah. last night. I ain't really sleep. I did two shows. Yeah. I got really blah, 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 blah. And then you get into that situation, and that happens, it makes it all fucking so much yes. better, at least yeah. temporarily. Yes, yes. I find that this shit is addictive. If you're doing good, you want more. And if you're doing Mm-hmm. You might well, out that. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. the wrong time. I said I find that comedy is is oxymoron. If you're doing good, you want you want to keep going for that high, right? It's right. addictive. You're doing bad. For the most of us, we're not gonna stop because we like we gotta prove this shit. We gotta break this. Yeah. That's right. So it's like you, if you're a real comedian, you ain't going no fucking weird because this shit builds as much as it breaks you down. It comedy builds you up. It's like yeah. it's so yeah. weird. Like, yeah. 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 But that's what it is, right? It's tragedy plus time. 
Because so it's a lot of stuff that just tore us down. Then you finding a way. I mean, that's it. It's to find a way to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Hell, everything that happened in everybody's life, everybody fucked up, everybody happy. But how the hell do I deliver this in a way that not only you understand it, but that everyone in this room, they got their mind on a thousand other things mm-hmm. other than me. Mm-hmm. I can comedy is back. A lot of people at one last at that moment. That is timing. That is talent. So it's not just, oh, I'm funny. Like he just said, you can yeah. be at the, gr- the grill and be funny, Come but to man. have that, that skill set that you can deliver and bring all those minds in and they all focus and listening to you. Just yeah, now, now, now that people are back on stage, they, you know, some of the crowd is like, it, it, it's, it's not a hit or miss, it's a seesaw. Like you got people that's like, I'm gonna go to this show cause I, you know, I just need to get outside. Or then right. you gotta, you know, still a little thuggish, ruggish bone motherfucker. Like, you better yeah. make me laugh. It's like, all right. Yeah, like, you don't know what you get. You, a mix yeah, yeah. yeah. Always say, when you do these comedy clubs, the first show is always that crowd, like after work, bought the tickets, just wanna have a glass of wine, a little salad, boom. That second show, oh, the hood is in there. Oh, they wow. Yeah. You smell a, you smell a weed, you smell a cocaine. <laughs> Niggas, jaws is going left. He said right. it went from a salad to a fucking 40 in them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can look by the cups when you know how motherfuckers order certain shit. Second show, I see the bartender in the back. Yeah. 18 Long Island Ice Tea. Yeah. You saw him. Henny, I want a Henny double. Oh, the hood's in here. That kind of night. Every, every first show. Is the is the show you like? Boom! This is where I can practice. Second show? Oh, then you better bring out every best shit you ever said. Ever. I'm gonna fuck if a nigga seen it on TV. They want to see that shit because they all <laughs> they in there like yo. I paid yeah, fifty for the ticket. That, that is a two, <laughs> two two item minimum. You know the two item minimum another fifty dollars. That's it. That's a two hundred dollar date. You done took a chick to roof Chris, but she got some laughs. And then if they laughing too hard, you know they get that look. To, <laughs> <"What's> <laughs> you told me I was funny in the car, bitch. <laughs> God, I thought I was funny, bitch. It's the real shit. The real it happened to me Let our listeners know where they can find you so they can laugh a whole lot harder. Oh, and yeah, some upcoming yeah. shows and shit, too. Okay, well, uh, I'm dropping um, uh, dropping the flyers soon. I'm about to um, do a tour. I'm on, well, two tours, right? Well, three. Um, I'm on tour with uh, Darren Fleet right now at the moment. Uh, then I'm back on the fellas tour, me, Haha Davis, and comedian B. Barry all the way from Detroit. So, you know, we, we got that tour going. And then um, I'm part of um, the Monster Tour with um, my good friends, um, Leonard, Leonard Ooch, Just Niche, and um, Vince Bryant. Um, so we got a couple dates there. Uh, Marcus Banks Comedy on Instagram, MarcusBanksComedy.com. That's my website. It's a beautiful website. Put a lot of money into it, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on, um, you know, Black, if you're looking to date within 55-mile radius. Yeah. You know, so crazy. I got banned on POS because I was like, I only do Dutch dates. Someone recorded me. I don't. I don't want to go on a date with someone and it's boring, and then I gotta pay for it. It's like hell no. Give up your half too. Shit. We gotta never speak again. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. Before you go off of Marcus, can you just give a touch a little bit on your brand ambassador for Black Birthright, Picasso? 
because I saw that on your page. Are you a brand ambassador? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, the birthright. So, uh, uh, well, I'm not the birthright. I don't. I don't no, know no, that no. Shit. The brand oh. ambassador for the company oh. and it's called. Yeah. The brand is called Birthright. Is Last it or Picasso? If I'm not mistaken. I don't know about that one. That might have to come off my oh, website. That's what I have wrote down. It said Black no, I'm saying Birthright Picasso. <laughs> that's what it has said. No, oh, oh, Picasso. Yeah, it's called Picasso. It's called Picasso. Oh, so you got to show people, Jay. You got to show them the book. No, no, no. Right. book like it says right here. So, so my homeboy, he has a clothing line. And, you know, I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm not one of these people get a couple followers on Instagram and it's like, oh, nah, this, this, this. So just like Jay Monet when she asked me, she was like, hey, I got a show. You want to come on? I got happy. But I said, shit, I didn't see how it done a little bit. Hell yeah, we could reconnect right. and we could talk some shit. This is one of my OGs in comedy. So oh. with that, my homeboy had a, uh, a clothing line. And I said, yo, you know I'm really into sweatsuits. That's all I really wear when I'm on stage, when it ain't hot. So I'm like, yo, what's the perfect way to get your line out there when I'm in different, I'm about to be in different cities. I'll take a picture, post it. And if you want me to bring a couple of merchandise and sell it, we can make it happen. So, you know what I mean? And he was like, how much I owe you? I said, bro, just win. Like, that, that's just me. Like, I, I don't get how people charge their friends. Just win, oh, you know? Baby. Building them bridges, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, need to call them and see what the rest of my motherfucking packages are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime, I'm getting a little hot. Mr. Bell, let them know where they can reach you at and tell them a little more about you. Hey, look, let me just say this real, real fast. I mean, a big shots out to Marcus Banks, man. Uh, upstanding guy. Shout out to you, too, my brother. That's Jay Monet, of course. Uh, but Marcus, man, you are uh, probably one of the best. I think that same night that we reflected on earlier, man, you reflected mm -hmm. so hard as a host that you talk about following me. I think I went up and you went up after me still hosting and you were still murdering. You you killed mm -hmm. that night. Mm -hmm. And so you did do that. So don't ever, don't ever discount that. But I'm going to tell mm -hmm. you something, man. I mean, again, real is real. You killed, you killed that night. You was the funniest that night. You was funnier than me. So you was the funniest <laughs> that night. You know what I'm saying? They loved you when you did that get it together. I said, oh, shit. My show was cool, but you were the funniest <laughs> that night. So don't ever, and it's not necessarily about being the funny, but as a host, mm -hmm. you held it down so hard that trust me, they had a great show with I went up and down. Mm. Well, I want to say, to you. Um, but yes, man, you can always reach me at How We Business, H O W I E D I Z Z E L L, and that's on the gram. And uh, you know, you can always I follow. I always post the stuff what I'm doing, all that kind of stuff. I'm actually on my way for the first time since the pandemic back to Los Angeles. So I'll be there. Woo! Yeah, I'll, I'm next week. Get out there, group home. Get out that groove on, huh? I said, get out the groove on. Where you going to chocolate Sunday? Uh, uh, no, I'm not yet. Uh, but I am doing chocolate Sundays for the first time in over nice. a year, July 4th. That's what I'm doing. That's what my bucket is. I'm doing three shows July 4th for chocolate yes. Sundays. I'm doing three shows that nice. But that's not yes. yes. Chocolate right. Sundays is one of them <laughs> rooms you can't lose. You can't lose. <laughs> really? At those are my people you know what i'm saying i mean everybody from pookie you know what i'm saying wigginton from back in the day you know what i'm saying to you know to DJ work with. Uh -huh. i said my dj, oh, DJ sidekick oh dj sidekick yeah, yeah. yeah. I, DJ sidekick. I love him Absolutely, man. Just everybody associated with Chocolate Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Lonnie Crooks. 
Big Lonnie. Yeah, I don't know if you know Lonnie Crooks, but yes. you know she's the she's the you know the she's the, the beast behind it all. And mm. just, just mm. the whole family over there from the management at Laugh Factory and all that big shots. I've been working with them for a long time. Like I come from nice. the era, I come from the era where you had to wait in line on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Get up for the open mic shit. Yeah, you had to get there at like seven in the morning to sign the list, and you couldn't get out of line and shit. And you That's it. Eight at night. So I come from that, and I had to actually yeah. get in line all okay. day. That's paying some dudes. That's paying dudes. So I, mine, mine, mine took a little while. I've been emailing Lonnie since like 2015. I got to LA. I, I didn't even know I was sitting next to her. I said, give me a shot, see what happens. She gave me a shot. I'm like, oh yeah. But it's like the crowd is just so lovely. It, it's First show and second so, okay, show. Okay, so that's, that's the woman that put you on the schedule? That's the one that put you on the schedule? Say that one more time? That's the one that scheduled you in Banks? That's the woman that put you on that schedule? Yeah, Lonnie. Yeah, Lonnie. What did she mm -hmm. say? When was your next booking day? Like 2025 20, or some shit? It went over. Yeah, when I first hit her, she was like 2025. 20, no, it didn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's an ongoing joke because she ain't lying. And she yeah. had so many comedians, nigga. So you can only imagine it's only 52 Sundays in a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so how many comedians are out there? Right. About five piece, maybe. Right. Yeah, she do about let's say working comedians. I know we gotta hurry up. Well, let's say working comedians. <laughs> How many of y'all think? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on a limb and say 200 hmm. maybe 250. Mm. And that's all over the country. It could be less. I might I'm gonna yeah. just say 250 comedians. Right, right. Because it's about 40 comedians that's hot in Chicago. Yeah, yeah Chicago. hundred in New York. I don't know. Shit, in the old bank and the tri-state. You got another forty or fifty. So it may be closer to three hundred. Let's say three hundred. Okay. Okay. All right. So you only got fifty-two in a year. Right. Then you got the open micers on that. That's about on the average of six years to get around to everybody. Damn. If you really break that down, just average doing the. And then you got do some real quick math. So that's about, you know what I'm saying? That's a long time. Yeah. Six years to get around to everybody. And you're not going to get around to everybody because everybody's not yeah. coming. I'm just saying, just an average. Yeah. Now, then mm -hmm. you got people that can't handle that kind of stage. So that eliminates these motherfuckers. Then you got worrisome. So they don't know. I don't know who to really book. So they're going to start booking people over and over again. Then you got these celebrities that's already been in the game that live in California. So if they got up, they got, if JB Smooth mm -hmm. comes up there, if motherfucking Cat Williams come up there, if if, Cap, if uh, fucking Kevin Hart come up there, if, if a Zoo Man come up there, if uh, these all these motherfuckers come up there, they're going up first. Yeah. That's just what it is. So you can't beat it. Ron G is the host. He's a fucking hell of a comedian. How are you following this motherfucker? If you yeah. can't be on point, and be on this stage and handle that type of spotlight, they can't fuck with you. And that's the shit that motherfuckers don't understand about comedy. It's levels to all this shit. Right. But I encourage everybody to be get ready for that. But what I'm saying is don't get mad and get in your fucking feelings because they didn't book you until 2025. Yeah. Because okay. you, they, at least they gave you a fucking date. Right. <laughs> yeah. Some motherfuckers don't even have to date. My shit said 2023, but I definitely was like, I was like, give me a you, shot. And you might get bumped. Nigga, I, definitely, I, I work at Definitely bumped me and put me on that day. On Earth, this is my last story. I did the Boston <laughs> Comedy Club. <laughs> I, did, I did the Boston Comedy Club 
in New York, right? It was called the Boston. I don't even know if they still open. It was no, it ain't open no more. So uh, Talon was a host. Will Will Sylvance used to host too, and it was the hottest fucking room in New York at one time. The shit was crazy. It was bananas. Everybody. Wow! Wow! Bill Bellamy and shit. So look, I, I I you know this nigga was told me I was on the list. I was on the list and everything. I was going up first. First, I was first on the list to go up first because I was kind of young still. This back in like ninety, like ninety six too. This is a long time ago, ninety six, ninety seven type shit. I think it was ninety six though, that, like that Christmas era. So this it was. It was Christmas in ninety six for sure. Bring it home. Bring it home. I was I was number one on stage. Talent was like, hey man, my man just walked in. You know what I'm saying? You know uh, Todd Lynn. We gonna let him up. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm gonna bring you up after that. Nigga, go up, blow it up. Howie Bell, nigga, JB Smooth just walked in. Check this out, man. Hey, man, look. Gotta let this nigga go up. Nigga, after that, you good. Hey, man, look here, nigga. <laughs> you gotta check this out, man. Uh, Howie Bell, you know you're my man, right? All right, uh, shit, man. We got a couple more niggas walked in. Kenny Williams is here. Uh, nigga, nigga, uh, nigga, Chris Rock just walked in. Uh, man, these all these niggas want to go up. Bill Bellamy. But I got you though before the end of the night, nigga. Trust me. <laughs> nigga, I went through the whole motherfucking night and nigga, that nigga came and said, hey man, Dave Chappelle about to go up. And after him, I promise you, you good. Cool. I'm talking about I went through about seven comedians for the whole night. And Dave went up, killed that bitch, and it was a fucking downstairs after party. Underneath there were a live band everybody went to. When Dave Chappelle said goodnight, all these motherfuckers walked out. Everybody left. Nigga, I swear to God, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I ain't finished. Nigga, everybody walked out except for two people. This nigga wow. telling was like, hey man, anybody wanna stay? Check this out. I got one more nigga. He been waiting all night. This nigga been waiting all night. Wow. I promise you, man. He's gonna go up. He's from Detroit. He's been coming, he been trying to get out here all night. At the end of a packed comedy house, two people and they were sitting in the front, and I went up and I said, Wow. And they looked at me and they started laughing. And I was <laughs> like, I might as well go downstairs too. They started laughing, and I, they was like, We just want to see what you what you was gonna say. And, they, and I started mm. laughing with them. I said, nigga, let's go. And we all three of us <laughs> walked the fuck out and talented. too. It was the funniest shit. Ever, I still got a fucking laugh though, and it right. was crazy because I, we walked out and went downstairs. I had the best time of my life. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. Obviously, didn't get my shit off, none of that. But it taught me something, man. It humbled the fuck out of me. Yeah, that had never happened to me in my comedy life. And I always tell people they worry about this and that and that. You better be grateful if somebody tell you you get some stage time because not all that. Nah, I'm gonna look first and I wanna wait and all this shit. You get up there, and that's why you're not the, the person you should be on stage. Right. Mm. Playing yourself. Anyway, I'm done. I love y'all. That was real shit. That's the real shit. No joke. I had to bring it home, baby. Howie Bizzell, H O W I E B I Z Z E L L. Fuck with your boy. Love y'all. Right. We thank y'all so much for being on the Real Shit No Joke Show. Listeners, I apologize. It just got so involved and so good. We probably should have said Real Shit No Joke Show, sponsored by <laughs> the door, 
Probably about mm. five, six, twelve times. Yeah, sorry, so I'm gonna say it real quick. Real shit, no joke show. Real shit, no joke show. Real shit, no joke show. <laughs> yo, real shit, no joke. Yo, y'all know what it is. It's real shit. It's in the moment, and we follow the flow. It ain't a whole lot to that. Yeah. But we definitely thank our guests for being a part of this, for sharing their knowledge, for sharing the best parts of them, the vulnerability, the knowledge, the teaching, um, their time, because time is definitely money. So we thank y'all. Nick Bikini. Nick, I know you got a show tomorrow. I'm going to try to get to with the monsters. So uh, what's going on with y'all? Me, I got a show tomorrow, um, Punchline. I got Helium on the 29th, and then I got some Happy J Bar shit on the 26th. You know, the kind hey. you know, I got a bar and two comedy clubs. That's the come up for this one. Yeah, that's a big-ass big gap. Yeah. Big, Key, big Key, what's going on, Bikini? Uh, we have got a show with, uh, God, July 20, look at me, smoking, see what happens. June 26th, we have a show with Top Flight. Uh, July 2nd, the, uh, Smoke, Crazy Sexy Cool Cannabis Show has been rescheduled. It is now July 2nd. Oh, that includes infused foods. Ticket is $25. You don't have to get high with us, but why wouldn't you? Hello. So you got that coming up. July is going to be jam-packed. I'm not going to jam your ear right now because, Jay, what do you got coming up, baby, baby? Yo, Bikini, thank you. Watch every day for the Real Shit No Joke show sponsored by Sador on Thursdays. However, daily, you got Philly events. So I'm always letting you know the comedy that's going around. Always dropping my little stuff that's going on in there and uh, supporting comedy, not just yeah. in Philly, but all surrounding because we out here sharing this mic. So, um... Jay Monet, y'all had me so wrapped up in the uh, Laugh Factory shit. I forgot to say, I'm in LA next week for Juneteenth. That's all I want to say. Y'all got me yeah. I'm doing a rooftop show on Wilson Boulevard. If y'all live streaming, drop a link and um, well, as long as a day or two before, and I'll definitely post it. Y'all know it's all about sharing and building bridges. Yeah. So, uh, as they say when church, if all hearts and minds are clear, we want to say make a memory happen today because tomorrow is not promised and don't let nothing or no one including your damn self get in your way continue to share your smile comedy family we love y'all and we appreciate y'all man behind the curtains our charlie mr mark thank you sador for sponsoring us we love y'all guys we appreciate y'all see y'all soon hey, hey,